Hello everyone, I'm Corey and we're talking manpower. Today I've got a very special guest with me. I've got Ms. Tina Manns. She's the Chief of Manpower and Force Management at U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground in Arizona. Ms. Manns, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. So explain to me a little bit about your role at Yuma Proving Ground. Okay, so my role as the Chief is um, being responsible for the TDA management, civilian execution, contract management, manager's internal control program, MICP, civilian pay, inter-service agreements, MOUs, and MOAs. So it seems like a very broad gamut there of the um, CP26 competencies. I know that they're really big into contract management and, um, and learning about uh, internal controls specifically. So what, what do you do for managers' internal controls? Like how do you develop that kind of program? Well, um, as you know, Army Regulation 11-2 guides us with the uh, managers' internal control program. Um, I ran that program um, for a few years, and then again in, in Stuttgart, Germany, I also ran that. Um, basically, it's educating the managers and, and employees on our requirements. Um, uh, there's regulatory guidance. Uh, now it's even more so with Army Audit Readiness. They tie hand-in-hand -hand together. So managers and control, control program, we look at our functional areas. We do an internal checklist. How are we processing? Are we, do we have um, ways to manage... Um, fraud, waste, and abuse, and once we're confident um, and we don't have any deficiencies, uh, we just pass it forward to our next command. So I heard you mention that you mentioned Stuttgart. So I know that you worked in Germany for a while. Um, so how is doing manpower overseas different to doing manpower here in the United States? Well, I don't want to say that it was different from being overseas. I think the difference came from being in a different command. Um, what I like to say is not all manpower shops are created equal. For example, in one manpower office, we would get the DA um, command plan guidance and organizational guidance, and we would run the whole program to include the Schedule 8 and submitting our proposed TDA in the RM Online module. In another organization, we would only get the organizational guidance and submit our proposed TDA on a spreadsheet. Um, so it was much more mi micromanaged. One of the things I like about getting the DA command plan is the transparency, because you can't work in a vacuum. And then in, an, in another aspect, um, in both of my manpower offices, I was responsible for the civilian pay. And again, in one area we had an ATAP super user, but in another organization we actually performed the functions of a payroll um, customer service rep. The other differences when I was in Germany was my organization, uh, we were where the rubber meets the road. We, we worked with the management to affect change, but in Yuma we have three subordinate organizations, and staff directorate, so it's a tiny bit more complex, um, but it's 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 prepared me. So my next level would probably be working at a headquarters or DA level. So, what are some unique benefits and and some challenges of doing manpower and forest management at at Yuma, at Yuma Proving Ground? Well, some of the challenges I face aren't aren't unique. We're we're constantly um, working on manpower drills, um, looking at our affordability and manning targets below our authorized strength. So managers are now left with the decision of will, of what will or won't happen, what can and can't happen with these reductions. One, one challenge that we do have is um, the hiring process. We are not able to hire fast enough to keep up with the attrition. We have um, the actual hiring. We have the leadership approvals. 
we have the selection process and the onboarding, and that all takes a lot of time. In addition, coming to Yuma is not someone's first choice because we have, uh, we're out in the middle of nowhere basically, um, two and a half hours from Phoenix, two and a half hours from, from San Diego, and um, it's, it's somewhat remote. The bottom line is um, you end up doing more work with less personnel, and decisions have to be made on what will get done. Right. You have to find that thing of what's nice to have and what, what you need to have kind of thing when you don't have that many people. That's right. I mean, what's, what's mission critical? What's going to get done? What can we live without doing? So you mentioned a little bit about um, working on manpower drills. What, what, what are these drills kind of in a nutshell? What do they kind of encompass? Well, we kind of look, we look at what's going on right now, our affordability, uh, the future, because, you know, we're becoming leaner. Um, a lot of times, um, well, most every time, there's always budget drills in, within that. Um, but managers are left with um, trying to figure out what they can live with with these manpower drills. So I've heard a lot about... Um, CP26, they talk a lot about how they're resource managers as well. Um, and that goes kind of piggybacking with Career Program 11, which is the Comptroller. And I know that you're, um, you're defense management certified. So um, how do CP26, how are they resource managers? Well, um, I'm a little biased when it comes to this. And I think in some cases, manpower, uh, we're a little bit underappreciated. But within the last few years, manpower has become more important, more prevalent in these drills. Um, with budget, you have the money you don't. With manpower, it's like an amoeba. Right when you think you have it under control, it, the, it shifts. Um, the hiring target might change. Hire headquarters might decide to you know, put their hand in it. Same thing for the MPET managers. You just have to adjust accordingly. And it becomes a, a real challenge for manpower to put it all together. CONUS and Europe are becoming leader, and we're dividing our time more with functions other than traditional uh, manpower like TDA management and civilian execution. We, look, we work a lot with contracts in my office, and I find that daily I am working with the budget um, folks in the area of contract management. So kind of where CP11, the comptroller is kind of budgeting for money kind of thing, manpower is kind of budgeting for people kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Right. So given the different positions that you've held um, from overseas to stateside, what have these experiences provided for you? Okay, so I gained an appreciation of meeting other manpower analysts. Uh, I met manpower analysts from AFRICOM and UCOM and other tenant organizations. Um, I was very lucky that Stuttgart had a very active uh, American Society of Military Comptrollers, the Greater Stuttgart Chapter. I, I worked and was an officer there. Um, although YPG and the Marine Corps Air Station Yuma are in Yuma, we are a very small financial community. So when going to Stuttgart, it provided me the opportunity to see what was out there. Um, and then you bring it back with you, and then you, you can share that with everyone else. Um, one thing that I can say is that overseas, um, civilian education was important, and they recognized the need to bring... Um, training to Europe rather than have people always attend from from Europe to go to the states. For example, the Manpower Force Management course was offered two times during my tenure there, once in Wiesbaden, once in Stuttgart, and the, and COCOMs, they would also um, provide financial uh, management training, government-sponsored or not, 
and they would invite us to attend. So it was really something. So do you think, when you look at your career development, do you think the geographic mobility that you've had has, has kind of helped you develop as a better man for our forest management and you've, you've learned a little bit more? Oh, yes, definitely. I think that it's provided me some breadth. It provided me with an understanding of different ways to do manpower because there's really no one right way. Right. Um, so, yes, absolutely. I think that, um, that that would be good for anyone to either go overseas or take a develop, developmental position. That's the one thing the proponency office always talks about is having that breadth and that depth of, of, of kind of knowledge. Um, so, Ms. Menza, I don't want to keep you too long here, so is there anything else that you would like to add? No, just to emphasize that it's good to get out of your comfort area and and try something new. Um, it benefits the Army. It benefits DOD overall. Well, Ms. Manns, uh, I know that you've taken time away to, to be here today, and I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for, for being here. Well, thank you for the opportunity um, to participate in the Manpower Talking Points. Well, everyone, that's all we have time for today. We look forward to our next segment. In the meantime, feel free to like CP26 on our Facebook page for the latest up news and updates from the Manpower and Force Management Career Field. Have a great Army Day. <music>